Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy. And in today's video, I'm bringing you guys a 10-team half PPR mock draft from the sixth overall spot on Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard. Now, in this video, I'm going to go over my picks as well as the surrounding picks around me and break down some of the teams and some of the strategies that I see inside of the draft in this draft. So before I get into it, I'd like to ask for you guys could please go down below and click that subscribe button. It's free and I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 Fantasy Football Championship. This is the second video of the day. I put out a video earlier on the safest wide receivers to draft in fantasy football for 2020 so please make sure to check that out as well but without further ado let's get into it also check out my draft guide down below let's get into it roster positions for this draft are one quarterback two running backs two wideouts a tight end flex kicker defense and six bench spots like i said 10 team half ppr from the sixth overall spot we drafted against espn's pre-draft rankings last time to try to get a good gauge of what it was like over there on ESPN. But now we're going to go ahead and switch to Yahoo, since I believe Yahoo and ESPN are the most popular type of websites for fantasy football. I personally like NFL the best out of those, but ESPN and Yahoo seem to heavily dominate the market. When it comes to people sending me their rosters, typically it's on ESPN or Yahoo. So let's get into it here on Fantasy Pros. So the first pick of the draft was Christian McCaffrey, followed by Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, and Derrick Henry. So right here at the sixth pick is where you would typically, the four, five, six range is where you would typically see Michael Thomas go, but he is not going to come off the board here to me because it's a 10-team league. I want to make sure that I load up on the running backs because the wide receivers are even more deep in this kind of a league. Since the wide receiver position is already so deep, I just feel like loading up on the running backs is the best strategy in any kind of size of league. Now, in a 10-team league, I'm more likely to take a tight end in like the second or third round due to the fact that the positional value is just much stronger there since everyone's team is going to be locked and loaded like a super fire squad there. Every team's going to look very good, but if you have the positional advantage at tight end, that could be what win you, wins you any given week. So here we are going to go running back though, and to me, it is pretty simple here what we are going to do I prefer Joe Mixon he is my running back five in drafts I have it ranked it is Mr. Chris McCaffrey Saquon Barkley and then Zeke Kamara and then Joe Mixon and then Derrick Henry I really think that Joe Mixon is going to have a great season in 2020 really have that year where we think Joe or I thought Joe Mixon was going to do it last year and he did down the stretch but he didn't have that full complete year of dominance that I thought he could have this season I project that it will be that full year of dominance he looked very good down the stretch last season they coach are saying that he's going to be getting more pass catching work which is going to elevate his PPR and half PPR point total so I think Joe Mixon is going to be a force to be reckoned with here and at the sixth pick of the first round I will happily select my main man Joe Mixon here now we are in the middle of the draft which is not a spot that I love but I like it much better than the first couple of picks of the draft since I feel like the running back core really falls off around the back end of the second and the start of the third round now this is a 10 team league so it does kind of stay around slightly longer for you but personally in like a 10 or in like a 12 team league I like to pick towards the back end of the draft same thing goes with a 10 team league 14 team league any kind of league because I like to get those nice turn picks so after we went Joe Mixon Michael Thomas came out the board followed by Devontae Adams Tyreek the Freak Hill Dalvin Cook, C.H., Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, and Nicholas Chubb. So two teams at the beginning of the draft went with two wide receivers in a row. Another team went with two running backs in a row, which is something that I am very prone to do if I am on the turn since I just believe the running back position is so important in fantasy football. So now it is our turn to draft our second pick at wide receiver. Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, DJ Moore, all still available. So all a bunch of guys that in Adam Thielen, Robert Woods, Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup, all guys that I believe could be top 15 wide receivers 
all still on the board. But top 10 running backs are going to be flying off the board like hot commodities. They fly off the board very fast. So looking at the draft board right now, still available, Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler are all guys I have ranked inside of my top 13 running backs. Out of all these guys, I like Miles Sanders the least, but I also see a shit ton of upside in Miles Sanders as well. There's a shot that Miles Sanders is a top five running back. The guy can do it all. Pass catching running back as well as able to run in between the tackles. Right now, he looks like he's going to be the lead workhorse back in Philadelphia. Now, Philadelphia, now Philadelphia has used... They have used a single back kind of in the past, but not under Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson's known for the running back by committee. So we are a couple of weeks from the start of the season. So I would not be surprised if they ended up just picking up Devontae Freeman or picking up another veteran running back to be the kind of running back guy on the team, the change of pace back, for them to use two running backs at the same time. Whereas right now it should be Miles Sanders being the lead back and Boston Scott obviously being the more of the change of pace back. Whereas Devontae Freeman would probably get like 35 to 40 percent of the touches would which would completely kind of dismantle miles sanders worth now i think miles sanders could be a great pick here and i will pick him here considering that i wanted to diversify my teams i wanted you guys to not just hear me talk about a couple of guys in every single video but personally my normal pick here would be either josh jacobs or austin eckler but i want to make sure that i can go ahead I talk about different players for you guys in every video, and I wouldn't argue that Miles Sanders is a terrible pick here. I think he's actually a pretty solid pick in the second round. And in the third round, Austin Eckler or Josh Jacobs could potentially fall to us since Fantasy Pros does not put the worth, or they don't really uh, value him at the same way that I value him because he's they're ranked at running back 12 and running back 14, respectively, on Fantasy Pros. So we're going to go ahead here and draft Miles Sanders as our running back two and our second overall pick. So through two rounds, we have Joseph Mixon and Miles Sanders to start off the team so a solid one-two punch at the running back position looking at the draft board after we went with Mr. Miles Sanders Kenyon Drake came out the board followed by George Kittle Travis Kelsey Josh Jacobs Austin Eckler Allen Robinson Chris Godwin Aaron Jones Kenny Galladay and Odell Beckham Jr. Notice how the first two rounds are heavily dominated by the running back position and then the third and fourth round we are going to notice is going to be dominated by the wide receiver position since most teams already have their one-two punch at running back if not, they have just one and they feel confident enough to wait until maybe the third and fourth round to pick up just one other guy. So a lot of wide receivers are going to be flying off the board here since the value at the position is very high. Since in years past, a lot of wide receivers would go in the first and second round, whereas now it is really dominated by the running back position. We noticed George Kittle and Travis Kelsey come off the board at the 207 and 208. So don't be surprised when Patrick Mahomes, as well as Lamar Jackson, come off the board in the second or third round in most drafts. So no picks really out of the ordinary. All these picks are pretty normal. I don't understand how any numbskull could pick Odell Beckham Jr. over guys like Mike Evans, DJ Moore, all still available. But hey, that's just me. I just really am not on the Odell Beckham Jr. train this year since I think they're just going to be so run heavy. So just as I suspected, the running back position has really thinned out by the third round. Todd Gurley is a guy that I'm just completely out on, so he would not be my pick here at all. If I wanted to go running back, Leonard Fournette would be the pick here, or Le'Veon Bell. I would maybe even think about potentially going with Chris Carson. I think Chris Carson definitely has some potential this season, especially since Seattle's such a run-heavy team, and he was a guy last year who was truly a workhorse back for them, even with Rashad Penny being there. Now Rashad Penny is on the PUP, physically unable to participate so he'll likely miss the first couple of weeks of the season. But here in the third round, we're going to go ahead and switch it up. Typically, here would be the DJ Moore pick, but now I'm going to go with Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a guy that a lot of people are down-talking. They're putting some disrespect on the guy's name, who has been in a 1,000-yard receiver, I believe, five 
fucking year straight in the NFL. Mike Evans is a monster in the red zone. He's a monster for the team. Now, Chris Godwin will be the guy most beneficiary, the biggest benefactor, beneficiary to Tom Brady, Tampa Bay. Tom Brady coming over there to Tampa Bay since he loves that slot receiver. He's a real big fan of that slot, but Mike Evans is still going to be on the team. Tom Brady didn't lose the deep ball. He's still going to be able to throw it to Mike Evans, and Mike Evans should have a great season yet again, so I don't know why people are super out on Mike Evans. I think he should have a solid season as my wide receiver number one on this team. So after we went ahead and drafted Mike Evans, uh, Patrick Mahomes came off the board, followed by Adam Thielen, A.J. Brown, James Conner, D.J. Moore, Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson, and Juju Smith-Schuster. So very surprising that Lamar Jackson fell into the fourth round of this draft. I actually would not be opposed to taking Lamar Jackson here if he was available in your real draft, since I think the value for Lamar Jackson, to me personally, would be as a fourth round pick where I'd feel comfortable taking him. So right here, I would actually take him if this was a real draft. I think I would, but at the end of the day, I don't think in most drafts he would be available in the fourth round. In most leagues, you see them him and Pat Mahomes go in the second or third round, so very atypical to what we see in a normal fantasy football draft. Now, if you're playing with sharper type of players, if you're not playing in like a home league with a bunch of guys who don't really give a shit about stuff, like they're not really as locked and loaded as you are because you're watching my videos, they might draft... Uh, Pat Mahomes in like the second or third round, but if they're super sharp, you might be seeing Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson going like the fifth or sixth round. So it's really based upon how your league is not really set up, but how the people are in your league. I like Adam Thielen, great value in the third round, as well as DJ Moore in the fourth round. So we are not going to end up going quarterback here, even though I think I would do it in a real league. I would still think about it since I feel like you can find a nice quarterback later in a 10-team league, whereas I think right here you're losing value on running back or wide receiver in the fourth round. But I would not argue, obviously, going that way of Lamar Jackson. So here we're either going running back or wide receiver. I don't like Amari Cooper at all. I think he's just so hot and cold to having your roster, especially in a 10-team league where every team's going to be stacked. Amari Cooper's just going to take you down because every couple of weeks he's going to, he has the good game, then the bad game, good, bad, good, bad. It's impossible to figure out because he'll be playing up against the JV fucking high school football team and get clamped, but then play up against one of the best defenses in the league and just absolutely go haywire. So it's impossible to figure out with him. I would much prefer Robert Woods or Cooper Cup or Calvin Ridley at this pick, but we are going to go running back. We are going to load up on three running backs in the first four rounds. My typical strategy is at least two running backs in the first three rounds, and we achieve that in this draft. So we are going to go ahead and snag Leonard Fournette here in the fourth round. I am really high on Leonard Fournette compared to the rest of the fantasy football community. Everyone's really talking him down. The guy had 100 targets last year. He only scored three touchdowns. I think the target total will go down due to the fact that they brought in Chris Thompson. But I still think that the touchdowns are going to go up. And he's going to be a guy that's getting fed the ball in Jacksonville. I believe that Leonard Fournette is going to have a great season in 2020. After Fournette, we see Lamar Jackson come off the board. So right after our pick, he went off the board. So you had to kind of expect that. I didn't expect him to fall into the fifth round after that. Todd Gurley, Mark Andrews, then a wide receiver run of Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Lockett, Cortland Sutton, and John God Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is one of those running backs that I'm very high in the fourth or fifth round on. I think he has a whole shit ton of potential. Now, it is going to take a couple of weeks into the season for him to become the main back there, but I think he will eventually become that main back and be getting a whole lot of touches there. Tyler Lockett's a very safe pick inside of the fifth round. I'm not all aboard the Cortland Sutton train, but I'm starting to warm up more on Cortland Sutton potentially being a wide receiver too, just because the fact that I think there's just a lot of wide receivers in that offense, and I don't think Drew Locke is necessarily the greatest thing since sliced bread. 
right, so a wide receiver, this is a simple pick here. Very simpleton pick at tight end. No guys really available that I really want to target here. In the fifth round, I'd much rather wait till later than draft Zach Ertz here. So I'm just going to go ahead and snag my wide receiver two here in Robert Woods. Bobby Trees is a guy I talked about in the early video today. I believe he's super safe. Once they committed, the Rams committed to a two tight end set. We saw Robert Woods just have absolute monster games down the stretch. And I believe we are going to see that all season long since I think Sean McVay is going to use the two tight end set all season long. So Robert Woods is going to be my pick here in the fifth round. I think he's a super safe pick here with a bunch of upside as potentially being a top 10 guy that you're drafting as like the wide receiver 17 off the board. So Robert Woods is going to be my pick here. So before we get into our sixth round selection, I'd like to give you guys a word from my sponsor, Manscaped. Fantasy football draft season is upon us, and due to quarantine, it's very possible that you might have Zeke's haircut down there in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving your balls the same way you are going to be gambling on football this season. When it comes to men's hygiene, Manscaped is as safe as drafting Christian McCaffrey in a PPR league. Now, I understand that shaving your balls is not the most fun topic to have. You might end up going down there and just completely nicking that shit and it looks like a murder scene in your bathroom. You don't want to be having that. That's why the lawnmower offers skin safe technology to make sure that you are safe when you are shaving your balls. So make sure to use code notorious on manscaped.com for 20% off. Make sure you use it. It is a great product. And now back to past Nick in the video. And we are back after you guys listen to that nice, beautiful ad. Shout out to Manscaped. Mark Ingram came off the board, followed by Raheem Mostert, DeAndre Swift, Zach Ertz, DK Metcalf, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, and DJ Chark. So it is very weird to try to figure out when the quarterbacks are going to come off the board because after Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, sometimes there was like a three-round lull before Dak or Russell, whoever the third quarterback is going to be off the board. This time, it was very fast. Dak Prescott just about a round later, and then Russell Wilson. So after this, you're going to see probably a bunch of quarterbacks go around the sixth and seventh round. I would suspect at least like four more come off the board in the next couple of rounds, but we are not going to hop on that train. We're going to continue to build our depth at running back and wide receiver, the skill positions, because that's how you win in fantasy football. So here, I feel like we already have a bunch of safe picks at the position, so I don't really want to go Le'Veon Bell here in the sixth round. I'd much rather take much more of a risky kind of pick that I think could pay off, and that would be David Montgomery or David Johnson. I think David Johnson's the most risky out of the bunch, but could potentially come off and rattle off a top 12 season. So it's really about how risky you personally are as a fantasy football player. If you're willing to risk it for the biscuit, I'd go David Johnson hoping that he could potentially be that top 12 guy just getting force-fed the ball in Houston. The My pick here normally would either be Le'Veon Bell or David Montgomery, but I feel very safe with Sanders, with Mixon, and with Fournette. So I think that I would go David Johnson here, but with the back of my head thinking that da- that Miles Sanders might, they might just fuck him over and pick up some other guy. I'm going to go ahead and go more safe here and go with Le'Veon Bell running back of the New York football Jets. Now, he absolutely bent people over and did them dirty last year. He went 12 inches straight through your ass and hit you straight in the brain with his cock. He just fucked you over big time, but it's okay because you drafted him in the first round. Now you're getting him in the sixth round. You understand the risk based upon the fact that Adam Gaze is a garbage-ass coach, but at the end of the day, I think Le'Veon Bell is going to be able to overcome that, so I'm going to go ahead and pick him here in the sixth round. I think that's a seal at that ADP, at least to me. So after Le'Veon Bell came off the board, 
After our pick of Le'Veon Bell, Keenan Allen came off the board, followed by Devontae Parker, T.Y. Hilton, Kyler Murray, Tyler Higby, Deshaun Watson, Michael Gallup, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, and Stefan Diggs. So just as suspected, four quarterbacks came off the board after Russell Wilson and Dakota Prescott. So a lot of tight ends actually have not came off the board. Higby went really early, in my opinion, in the sixth round. He's more of like an eighth or ninth round pick for me, going ahead of Waller. It's just kind of asinine, in my opinion. So now it's our turn to go ahead and pick either another running back or wide receiver. And here is probably where I would go wide receiver. Now, I think Jarvis Landry is the safest pick here. AJ Green banged up. Doesn't Seems like he's probably going to miss time again, as he usually does. Tyler Boyd, to me, is the pick here in the seventh round. I just love him. 1,000-plus yards, two years in a row. Now with Horsecock, Joe Burrow under center, I really think he could have an excellent season. He plays better with AJ Green healthy, but I'm not sure AJ Green will be healthy to start the season, considering he got banged up in practice yesterday. So I'm going to go ahead here and draft Tyler. Yeah, Boyd in the seventh round of my draft. Looking after our pick of Tyler Boyd, Hollywood Brown came off the board, followed by David Montgomery, A.J. Green, Drew Brees, Jarvis Landry, David Johnson, Will Fuller, and Cam Akers. So Brees also comes off the board. So a lot of quarterbacks have already been taken. We typically wait till around the 11th or 12th round to go quarterback, but I would not oppose you going quarterback in any round of the draft, aside from the first like two or three rounds of the draft. Cam Akers, a solid value in the eighth round, could emerge as that running back one in Los, uh, not Las Vegas, Los Angeles. David Johnson in the eighth round great value same with David Montgomery in the seventh round AJ Green is just a god-awful pick since the guy just always misses time Hollywood Brown is a solid upside pick here late in the draft and Jarvis Landry obviously a very safe pick considering he just gets fed the ball and it seems like he's going to be good to go for week number one now the fool's gold pick here in the eighth round since he's still here is Dave Devin Sealterry of the Buffalo Bills I just don't think Devin Singletary is going to be getting as much usage as most people think, especially with Josh Allen and Zach Moss there to vulture touchdowns away from him. So right now in the eighth round, the quarterback room is completely fucked. So we're just going to continue to wait, like I said earlier. Here you can either go running back or wide receiver right now. We have one, two, three, four running backs with Le'Veon Bell, Leonard Fournette, Joe Mixon, and Miles Sanders at wide receiver. We have Mike Evans, Robert Woods, and Tyler Boyd. So three and four. Typically, you want to finish the draft with four more running backs than wide receivers do the fact that the running back position is very very hard to find off the waiver wire, whereas wide receivers are just light work. You can find anyone to throw into your roster pretty much on any given week, especially if you're playing with people who aren't as sharp or if you're in a 10-team league because that just obviously increases the pool of players that are going to be available. So here you can go with a couple of guys. I like Marvin Jones here. I like Julian Edelman if you were to go wide receiver. I like Kareem Hunt, Ronald Jones, James White, all at running back. I feel as though the wide receiver core is kind of going to fall off here if I don't go with one of these guys, whereas I kind of like these guys all very similarly at the running back position. I think a couple of running backs may go, but we're just going to hope to the fantasy gods that one of them falls our way. So we're going to go ahead here and go with more of a safe pick here at wide receiver and go with Julian Edelman, a guy that I think is going to potentially have a top 12 season, even without Tampa Bay Tom Brady being there. I think with Cam Newton, he's going to be able to perform. So I'm going to go with Julian Edelman here, the squirrel in the eighth round of the draft. So after that, we see Julian Edelman, Kareem Hunt. Uh, oh, shit, a bunch of running backs came off the board. So hopefully our guy was still available and we didn't end up getting sniped on everyone, but I think we did. Kareem Hunt, Devin Singletary got picked, Deontay Johnson, Marvin Jones, Matt Breida, Darius Slayton, Ronald Jones, Jordan Howard, Brandon Cooks, and James White. So that's the price we pay for trying to be a little too smart there and not drafting a running back, but that's okay because there's still guys later here that I do like and that I think have potential, but I would have much 
much more preferred to have had the running back there in that round, but it is a okay with me because there's a couple of guys here with a bunch of upside. So here we're going to go ahead and draft Philip Lindsay. I don't think, I'm not all bought in on the Melvin Gordon train. A lot of people are. Melvin Gordon's a very divisive kind of player. You either like him or you hate him for fantasy football. You're either completely on him thinking he's a steal or you just think, oh, Philip Lindsay is going to be more involved than people think. That's the boat I'm in. I think if Melvin Gordon was to go down, Philip Lindsay is a A1 handcuff. But if Melvin Gordon's still playing, I think Philip Lindsay gets enough work to be worthy of a flex spot if you're in a huge, huge hole or if a bunch of guys are on by. So I think Philip Lindsay is worthy of a pick here in the ninth round. I'm also kind of warming up to J.K. Dobbins, but I think it would take Mark Ingram to go down for him to get a lot of work, whereas I think Philip Lindsay has potential to get a lot of work, even with the starting running back Melvin Gordon still on the team. So, now we are going to probably go ahead and look to dip back in the running back well here. We are in the 10th round, but I think I can continue to wait on tight end since literally none have came off the board. After Philip Lindsay, J.K. Dobbins came off the board, followed by Sony Michelle, who's just an irrelevant pick at this point. Since the fact they brought in Lamar Jackson, not Lamar Jackson, Lamar Miller just tells me that Sony Michelle is not going to be ready to start the season, and I think James White is going to get a lot more work than we thought. Hunter Henry, Emmanuel Sanders, Darrell Henderson, Tariq Cohen, Jameson Crowder, and Sterling Shepard, all picks after that. So now we're going to go ahead here and probably actually do something a bit different and pick Darren Waller. I hope you guys have been enjoying this video thus far. And if you have, please make sure to click the subscribe button. So after we went with Philip Lindsay, J.K. Dobbins came off. Oh, I already read all that shit off. I'm a bit of a dumbass. So now we're going to probably go here with tight end Darren Waller. The value in the 10th round is just so immense. He's a guy... That could be a top five tight end. I personally don't have him ranked inside the top five. I think Hayden Hurst is better, but you want to diversify. And if, if Darren Waller's here in the fucking 10th round, you take him. Normally, my pick would be Hayden Hurst since Hayden Hurst is typically available here. But it's okay because we're going to diversify here and get Darren, Darren, Darren Waller at an immense breakout season last year. Looked like one of the better tight ends in the league, and I think he could do it yet again this year in Viva Las Vegas. So I think that would be the correct pick there. I would have been... Kind of stupid if I wait if I didn't pick him there, considering if I was treating this like a real draft like I am. So after we went Darren Waller, Mike Williams came out the board, followed by Tevin Coleman, John Brown, C.D. Lamb, Alexander Madison, 49ers defense, Jared Cook, Carryon Johnson, Marlon Mack, and Jalen Rager. So we need to continue to look at the draft board here real quick because I wanted to talk about something. Don't be that asshole that picks a defense before the last two picks. It really significantly hurts your bench if you're doing it in the 11th round. Some people just fill out their whole fucking roster. They'll draft a bunch of running backs. Then they go quarterback. Then they draft a defense and a kicker. Don't be that guy who does that. You could fill out your bench before you do that, but since you're watching this video this far, you should already probably know that, and if you don't, that's okay. I'm not going to judge because fantasy football is pretty difficult if you are a beginner. So now it's time to draft some more running backs and wide receivers. Here, we're going to go ahead and snag running back Zach Moss of the Buffalo Bills. I talked about it earlier how I didn't think Devin Singletary was going to be necessarily the head honcho back there in that backfield. I think it's going to be more of a split. I think Zach Moss could be the touchdown I think that if Devin Singletary was to go down, Zach Moss would also be an excellent handcuff. So here I'm going to go ahead and draft Zach Moss with the upside that he could potentially be seeing more touches than we thought that he may or that some may think that he could because of how good Devin Singletary looked last year. But I don't feel like the team is committed to really just having a workhorse back be Devin Singletary. So looking at the draft board after we went with Zach Moss, Anthony Miller came off the board followed by Mecole Hardman, Duke Johnson, Steelers defense. And then, sorry guys, I'm just refixing my camera so you guys can 
see the board better. Uh, Anthony Miller, McCole Hardman, Duke Johnson, Steelers defense, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Hayden Hurst, and Rob Gronkowski. So a nice tight end run late in the draft, something that's going to be very typical of a lot of teams' weight on the tight end position. Some people draft two quarterbacks, two tight ends. You only need one quarterback and two tight ends. But speaking of quarterback, we need to make sure we draft one before someone drafts two. In some leagues, that will happen. Tom Brady here in the 12th round is just amazing value. TB12 in the 12th round. People are just going to keep dismissing this guy because he's so fucking old. And even I make jokes about the fact that he's an old man and shit, but the TB12 method does work. This guy has the body of a fucking 27-year-old, and the guy's like 90 years old at this point. I think Tom Brady's going to have an excellent year in Tampa Bay. And now we have the connection of TB12 and Mike Evans on our team. I don't necessarily try to stack players, quarterback, and wide receiver, but if it happens, it's obviously that nice elevation to your team because if both guys are going off, your team instantly wins that week since the point total is just going to be so high from the quarterback and wide receiver output. After we went Tom Brady, Mike Licky on my Gasicki came off the board, followed by the Ravens defense, Debo Samuel, Antonio Gibson, Golden Tate, Latavius Murray, AP, Tony Pollard, Henry Ruggs, and Janu Smith. Reports came out that Henry Ruggs was going to be the slot right wide receiver, and this guy just is skyrocketing up the boards, going from a guy that was really undrafted to being a guy drafted in like the 13th or 12th round. Not too sure I'm buying in on that, but hey, that is just the news. That's why he's moving up here. So now we're going to go ahead here and probably snag another wide receiver to close out our roster and then go with defense and kicker. So here we are going to, we already have Julian Edelman, so I'm not going to draft Nikhil Harry here, even though he would be the normal pick. And we're going to go with a bit of a different pick here and go with the guy that I haven't picked much, and that's going to be Justin Jefferson. Now, I think it's going to take a decent amount of time for Jefferson to become the starter of the minute, not the starter, but to be like really well developed with Mr. Um, Kirk Cousins, Mr. You like that over there in Minnesota, but I like to diversify with this last pick and I'll pick someone that I feel like has some high upside. You could also go with Jerry Judy here or Preston Williams. I think I'm actually going to go with Judy here though, even though there are too many cooks in the kitchen. It's like, we're going to go with Justin Jefferson. I think he could evolve to be a great wide receiver too in Minnesota, considering he was very good at LSU with Mr. Horsecock Joe Burrow. So to recap, after we went Jefferson, Keyshawn Vaughn came out the board, followed by Jamal Williams, Boston Scott, Darius Geis, don't pick him, he's literally not going to play this year, Matthew Stafford, uh, Bills defense, Bears defense, Justin Tucker the fucker, now we got to go kicker and defense, first we're going to go with our kicker and snag Mr. Harrison Bucker the fucker of the Kansas City Chiefs, for kickers, I'm going to make a kicker rankings video probably in the next couple of weeks where we just talk about who you want to be drafting at the kicker position, it's not really all that important, but hey. I'll make a video on it so that you guys know who to draft. And then now we're going to have to go ahead and draft the defense. So you want to draft the defense playing a shitty offense week one or an offense you believe is going to struggle. And that offense that I believe is going to struggle week one is the Cincinnati Bengals under Joe Burrow. I think it's perfectly fine to start Tyler Boyd against your defense or to start maybe Joe Mixon against your defense. It could be A-OK there. But I just think that Joe Burrow is going to maybe make a couple of mistakes. And with the Chargers defense being as good as it is, I believe that the Chargers are a steal here in the last round. But if you want to make sure that you're drafting a defense that you want to start the whole season I would go away from the Chargers but I like to go ahead and stream defense every single week I make videos every single week of which defenses you want to be picking up to start on your roster so we got an A minus great work boys we got and girls because there's probably some girls watching here very nice for us. We got an A-. minus. Our team, to recap, is quarterback Tom Brady. Our two running backs are Mixon and Miles Sanders. Our wideouts are Mike Evans and Robert Woods. Our tight end is Darren Waller. Our flex is Leonard Fournette. Our defense is the Chargers. Our kicker is Harrison Bucker. The kicker is more important than I made it seem like it was. But in mock drafts, I just don't really give a fuck about the kicker. Our bench is comprised of Le'Veon Bell, Tyler Boyd, Julian Edelman, Philip Lindsay, Zach Moss, and Justin Jefferson. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If at any point you ended up enjoying, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Make sure to check out the Patreon, the 
Notorious Fantasy, as well as Manscaped, code Notorious for 20% off, as well as free shipping. I love each and every single one of you guys, and I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another heater of a video. Good boy!